Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Sabrina and I am the creator and the host. I am looking forward to having dinner with you. And that is the essence of what Breaking Bread is about. It is about the art of conversation, about the exchange that we can have, things that are breaking the internet, breaking culture, and in some cases, breaking society. I will be joined by five guests, all strangers. They don't know the topics, but what we are doing is creating the organic conversation. Now, it will be unfiltered. All views around the table are welcome. And so let me say, trigger warning, there may be some topics that we address, positions that people have that may be triggering for you. So viewer discretion is advised. Now with that, grab your food, your drink, and join us around the table as we break bread. So that's part of the subtext, but the... the Subtext, a submission under the mission, mm -hmm. as people like to talk about, is there is an agenda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that mm -hmm. is always said collectively, there is an agenda. Mm -hmm. um, where black people are concerned, where black men are concerned, there is agenda. And they, they may be thinking about saying that in society, etc. But I want to ask a very pointed question about agenda or the agendas. Mm -hmm. Because that is a conversation about identity. Uh, Idris is choosing not to identify with a particular <coughs> label because he feels that label no longer serves him. Mm -hmm. and we can agree or disagree with that, his position, but that is his position, that identity. One of the prominent, I would say, conversations around black men is this idea that black men are being emasculated. And I want to ask this question. Do you think that there is an agenda to emasculate black men? Is there an agenda to emasculate black men? And positions again or? Positions. <laughs> uh, however you interpret that question, is there an agenda to emasculate black men? Yes or no? From who? However, and I'll, if you say yes, by who? If you say no, by who? No, and um, since when? Yes, yes or no, <laughs> and then you can say yes or no, since when, by who, what do you mean, all of that stuff. Yes No, and I'm going to no. tuck into the rest of my food. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob says no. No, and this is good. This is um, Carl, is there, an, an, is there an agenda to emasculate black men, yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Yes. Michael, yes mm. or no? No. Uh, Quasi, yes or no? Yes. Ada, yes or no? No. Okay, so we have, I love the, how the, the, the descent is, is slowly like shifting around the table of who, who the dissenter is, which I, I enjoy. <laughs> now, majority no, yes from Carl. So I'm going to go with the notes I'm, first. And, uh, excuse me, you said yes as well. Yes, yes, so two yeses, mm -hmm. uh, three noes. So this time I will go with the no's first and I'll come back to the yeses. And you've had time now to tuck into your rice and peas a little hey, bit. Listen, food, so, food's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, let's you not, said no. <laughs> let the spice from the food enter the conversation. <laughs> let's make it spicy. So you said no. It's, it, it's a no, but my definition is that there has always been um, a... a uh, not necessarily an agenda, but, but, you know, for the longest time, there's always been an issue with black men. Mm -hmm. 
the genocide. You know, the first things people would do is they would remove, you know, black men's genitalia, for instance. Mm-hmm. So I think the same things that make... Um, it's unfortunate. It always goes back to sexual black men attractive, sexual whatever. <laughs> it's the same things which are unfortunately a threat. Um, so it's it's always been there. It's it's not new. Um, I think which is why, you know, the Idris conversation plays into that for me because I'm like then it's really important that you understand the 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 chess match that I talked about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you know and try as best as possible to not let your statements be um, able to be used. Mm-hmm. And it's on both sides, you know. I often talk about it like, you know, everything I do, I want to be able to still walk into a, my barber shop on Kingsland Road and have people not give me side eye. <laughs> At the same point, I want to be able to walk in front of my, my company that I work with, which is predominantly not, you know, Afro-Caribbean people, and have people go, OK, that's the guy I want to work with as well. So mm. you do have to draw that line, but... At the same time, who you are and where you are from mm-hmm. is very important. And when you are male, um, I'm a fairly big guy, you know. So, <clears throat> you know, you're, you know, the way that athlete, black athletes, have been described by journalists, where it's overwhelmingly in physical terms as opposed to intellectual terms. Mm-hmm. These are things that have always been there. That's always happened. It's always been there. It's driven by rampant insecurity of some people, mm-hmm. and we have to understand that and uh, and um, like devise our chess moves. Against him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I love someone like the Barack Obama and the Michelle Obama kind of, you know, thing of where I love where Barack is this smooth, mm-hmm. you know, and then Michelle was seen as the break. It's, it's that kind of thing. And that's how we break the uh, those cycles once people are exposed to those things. Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> you said no. If we could open your brain at <laughs> You said no. Uh, so what did you mean by no, there is not an agenda to emasculate black men? So can I just get... Just to clear a definition of emasculate. Just to clarify, I don't clarify for you. <laughs> it is how you interpret the It takes the away question. their masculinity. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I just... And how, how do you hear it? How do you respond? Emasculation, yes or no. You said no, and then why did you respond no to that? And this is all from the UK context. All from the UK context. If you want to throw in a, a global example, yes, but in, in terms of this is a, a UK conversation, yes. I think my no was based on the fact that it's not something I've really experienced or can, can say... Like there was an agenda to to mm. masculinity. I think it's bad, and I think um, and and I can only base my answer on this. is there an agenda? Mm. Are we seen as a threat? Possibly. Sometimes, maybe always. Mm. Um, sometimes I've had to, <clears throat> in environments, and um, be co- cognizant of the fact that I'm black men. Mm. And so, for example, my response to certain challenges. Emails, just being passionate and being on level five of my voice, having to bring that to level one because oh, oh, is level five the highest? Just so we know. Yeah, five. Yeah, five is like it's not even the highest. Five is just up there, but you know, it's just like. <laughs> and so, there is always a conscious. If I'm not in an environment that is, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, black males. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be going to a restaurant and you having dinner with your guys and it's can you guys. Keep, keep quiet and you're like but it is, do I think it's an agenda I think people are afraid of what they don't know sometimes I think it's, I think it's more of that the, the ignorance, the lack of education rather than maybe an agenda 
but I like to hear some of the yeses. And I'm you're really about to hear the yes now. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, next so, time. but it's <laughs> based on my personal, my personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I don't think there's much in the agenda. Okay, crazy. Fortunately, you yes. I, I would disappoint because my yes is for almost the same reason why Robert said no. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's why I asked since when because there always has been. Mm-hmm. The answer is yes because it's always been the case. Mm-hmm. It's go, how far back do we want to go? Do we want to go back to yesterday when I had an argument with my boss because he called me aggressive? Well, did we go back to the day before that? We're on a call because I challenged him and he's my boss and was on a call with his peer, peers. He said to me, don't ask stupid questions or don't say stupid things. Mm-hmm. So then in the meeting afterwards, when I challenged him again, he called me aggressive. <laughs> and I had to clarify for him that, no, I wasn't, I'm not being aggressive. I'm being passionate. Yeah. There is a difference. So, I, I, you know, he hired me. We, I think we have a really good relationship, even though it's fractious. But is that an agenda in itself so yesterday? No, it goes back to as far back as you want to go. We're probably subconsciously in his mind. He's thinking, who's this young black man trying to challenge me in this context, in this way with my peers? And, and he said to me in the meeting with him yesterday, I, I, I embarrassed him. I said, no, you embarrassed me. Whatever you say to me, I can reflect it back to you. But because I am who I am and the demographic I am, blah, blah, it's totally different. Yeah. Or do we go back to where you went back to, where we can look back to the slave trade, where they would take the biggest, strongest black men they could find and cut off their balls mm. to emasculate them, literally. <laughs> yeah. They would put it and, you know, they would crush them. So there's always been an agenda to emasculate black men. Um, whether it's because you have to get into a lift, there's a, there's a great book that I love called Whistling Vivaldi, where it talks about stereotype threat. So when you get into a lift and there is a woman with her purse, how do I have to change my behavior in order to make her feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If I'm walking, the, the book talks about a black man who used to whistle Vivaldi because he used to walk through a really affluent part of town. And because they hear Vivaldi, they're not afraid that he's going to rob them at night. Wow. This is how we have to, I would call it, emasculate ourselves in order to, to make people feel comfortable in their situations. But you're saying, listen to what you're saying. You're saying emasculate yourself. They haven't emasculated, emasculated you. You've emasculated yourself. You, you entered the lift and you decided to change your agenda yeah. because of her behaviour. She hasn't done that. You did that. No, but this, this, is where, this is exactly what stereotype threat is, is the fact that you feel you have to change your behaviour to please someone else. You feel... Yeah, but, that's, but this, is, this, is the, this is the challenge where you're going from first to second to third degree, mm-hmm. where it's not just someone being racist towards you, it's the fear of someone doing something to you is forcing you to change something about yourself to the point where it creates anxiety within you. No, I completely understand yeah. that. So, Michael, first of all, let's hear why you said no, okay. and then you can then challenge. Uh-huh. challenge I wasn't challenging, I was, just trying, I was just trying to understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was trying to understand. So do you want to go with, explain that, and then we can have that dance? I don't know, I just think it's... I don't feel like there's an, an agenda to emasculate black men. I feel like there has been, and there was, obviously, going back to mm. what we said, back in, the, back in the slave trade, where they, they did it literally, I think. And I can only speak from my lived experiences. Being from South London, you couldn't emasculate us young black men. It's impossible. Mm. You're, you're not doing it to us. I love that. Mm. You're not impossible. Love it. Mm. Yes. Mm. It's not happening. Love it. We, we are it. We make you guys feel small. It's not the other way around. So I can only live, talk about my lived experience. Growing up in South London, no, impossible. We're feeling it through the lips, Michael. But yeah. And that's how, that's, that, especially growing up in, in a Nigerian household, how my dad was with, mm-hmm. I grew up with all boys. Mm-hmm. You are kings. 
Yeah. It, wow. You do not bow down for anybody. So emasculate who, where, what, how? Impossible. I'm, you, it, that's what I'm saying when you're saying, enter the lift. If you hold your bag, I will ask you, What's in your bag? Like, what's in there? What do you what, think I want? What do you, what do you think is in there that I can't afford myself? Is it your bag? Yeah. Oh, it's true. Mm. No, but I think I think the thing that's lovely about that, the thing yeah. that's really I love about that is I think there are generations of black people mm-hmm. who uh, have passed now yeah. who would be like they would just explode <laughs> hearing both of you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. say that because I, you're right. You know. But I think I think and also I think there is the, the other thing to point out is that we have two Nigerian men at this table, yeah. Yeah. two very different perspectives on the same topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a data point, crazy you were saying. No, like the, the, the other thing, everything you said, fact. Yeah. The thing to point out, though, I think Rob, you allude to this, is um, environments. So I do a lot of work with young boys from South London that want to get into finance, and this is literally the conversation. I, I work in finance. I come. I come. Sometimes I come with my hair out. Mm-hmm. I come, and I'm there. And I'm. And this. This is the challenge. Like, I have, I have this conversation with them. I'm like, this. The, in your mind, this is what's there. This is what you need to believe when you go into the room. This is how you have to feel yourself. You have to believe, and you have to be confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. In the same way. But I think the difference is when you walk into a lift in um, Canary Wharf versus when you walk into a lift. I grew up on a council. When you walk into a lift on a council estate, <laughs> on the block, I was the king. Mm-hmm. I was the king, I knew everything. Mm-hmm. Then you walk into a different environment where nobody looks like you, everybody's totally different. 100%. And you will just stand out. You, I have conversations with people, they're like, oh, totally, um, diversity, whatever, whatever. But still, to this day, I'm the only black man. You're, you're telling me that it's hard for you to hire other white, white men in London, but still to this day, while you're telling me that fact, I'm still the only black man. So how hard is it? <laughs> so you know, you one know. second, Jonah, I just want to make sure I get Carl in this, because yeah. we mm-hmm. want Sorry, to get Carl's perspective, no, okay. and then we can come back. Carl? So my, I mean, it's, it's really an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I take my, my yes was... But, uh, I could take my reference from what Rob said because it's always been there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it's a new agenda. I don't mm-hmm. think it's something that is that has been you know, recently contrived. It's, it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Has it intensified? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always been there. That's the first thing. And I think to Michael's point, absolutely. You know, a lot of the young people that I engage with now are you know, young men in particular are taking your stance where, no, this is our territory, this is our turf, you know, we, we run things around here. And, and that is a, uh, it's a great thing, but in the right context. Yes, I was going to come to that. In the right context. <clears throat> because a lot of them are, are you know, running this whole um, code, post-code nonsense. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nonsense. But if they're talking about the fact that they're doing things positively, they're mm. educating themselves, they're starting businesses, they're making a major contribution to their, con- their, their communities. Of course. Be it's, that king. It's interesting. And, and so, because you're both mentioning it, especially from a, mm. from a, from a, um, a um, corporate perspective to a degree. Mm. And I'm in the corporate world. And one thing I told myself when I first got into the corporate world was, at first, the first few days, it was a shock to me. Because I was like, rah, boy. Mm. i got to switch up <clears throat> to get anywhere. I've got to be like them for like three, for like three months. And then the reason I changed is because 
not to long story short, I went to a lot of interviews and at first I wasn't getting a job and the, the reason I wasn't getting a job is because they said I wasn't the right cultural fit. Yeah. And that bothered me. You know what that means. No, but, no, but that bothered me because football I can talk about. Like, going to the... I, I drink like you drink. So, culturally, we all grew up in London. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. So, obviously, I understood what, what the undertone was. They'll hire a foreign person yeah, so and under- tell you it's a cultural fit. So, I understood the undertone. <laughs> and then, when I got a bit older, I think it comes down to having confidence in yourself. Yes, yes. So, when I got a bit older, for instance, I said, I'm going to be unapologetically myself. Yes. Now, what also helps me, granted, is that I end up owning a business that works, works corporate. So, then, you have to deal with me because... I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. So I said I wanted to be unapologetically myself. So going back to Canary Wharf, whatever, I still wear my glasses. Mm-hmm. I, am, I'm, I wear jewellery. I'm unapologetically me because I can be. Because what comes out of my mouth is facts and I know what I'm talking about. 100%. So, you, so going back to your question, how can you emasculate me? Just very quickly, just on this point. So it's like we're on the same journey, my brother. So maybe time skills. Like when I finished uni, I had cornrows. For my first interview, my first job, I chopped everything. I agreed with you. I took my earrings out my first interview. I totally agree with you. I totally but fast forward. So once I had experience, once, once I had a CV that backed itself up, exactly. once, once the me had showed what it could do, everything came back. Now, now they'll hire me for what my CV says, what my capability is, not for the way that I look. But the problem is when, you, when, we, when I talk to young people, they but don't have that. Did we do that. it to ourselves? That, that, that's a great did, did we emasculate ourselves? So, did we think? So one second. <clears throat> Crazy, finish your thoughts. Yeah. Finish that sentence so, so you can get the full thought. Rob, I have you next. The, the, Crazy, so the kids, the, kids that, the kids that come in, this is the bit that I need to help them with. Number one is actually being able to get, get into the entry point and bring all, your, all of yourself to the job from day one mm-hmm. where possible. But also understanding that that might not necessarily be possible, but you don't have to emasculate yourself. I, I had a kid where I had, they, he chopped off his hair, and I, I was like, you should have talked to me two weeks before <laughs> that, and I would have shown you a different pathway where you didn't have to do that, but he felt he had to do that. But I think it's just about making sure that in the right environments, for the right scenarios, we okay. do take that counsellor state, state of mind into those environments, but it, there, there are nuances to it. Hopefully, I'll try and keep it as short as possible, but I think especially when you talk about kind of doing it to yourself, I think that's what makes it effective. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that's the wonderfully, yeah. you know, You're right. effective thing about it is that right. this, this thing gets dropped in the water, the crab's in the barrel, and then mm-hmm. everything, and, and that's needed, and it goes so deep. It goes into the deeper kind of the trauma of why we have self-hate, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side to it, I think, is um, what I think every man has to learn as well is... Um, should you? Should so, you? So, should, exactly. So I could walk in here, I could flip the table. What? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I had the only you know, mm-hmm. I could, but should I? Not from the point of view of, to your point about doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. What's the most effective? Where am I trying to get to? Mm-hmm. Do I kick the dog? Or do I step over the dog while it's asleep and then I go on about my way? Why do you have to bring the dog into the situation? (laughs) (laughs) No, because the person... That's what I'm trying to say. It's more like once, I think, once... As once men get very, and it's the same for women, women as well, from a womanhood perspective, but once men get um, comfortable with that power... Agreed. you, you, you You see it when people, certain people walk into a room. And the whole the whole room turns. Mm. That's power. Mm. Then they have to come in. Pop, pop. No, it's just you know. And whether it's I've seen gangsters, the you know, 
nightclubs, certain gangsters walk in, you get the young ones who are the bottles and you see the guy who's in the corner, you're like, okay. <laughs> who's, who's the richest one in here? Yep. That one, mm-hmm. because he does not want to lose whatever. Business terms, it's the same thing. Globally, it's the same thing. So I think from a masculine perspective and then being black on top of that, if you're athletic, if you smell good, if you know... If you, your hair's cut well and stuff, please. There is nothing that beats that, even though there's some white as a new black in some places, but there's nothing that beats that. <laughs> Go back to that D'Angelo video. Nothing beats that, sexually, nothing beats yeah, that. So then when you look at kind of, that's what I'm talking about, when you embrace the merchant side of who we are, that's the bit that I love now. Like I said, I'll go King's Lord, hey, blood, wild, wild. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in my barbershop. I need subtitles. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm from, I've been living away, so I'm sitting there and they're playing the latest Bashman, and I'm like, Shazamming under the. <laughs> Shazam, I'm like, yeah, what are you doing being mad? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah? No, no, no. Argument straight Fight. from the barbershop to here. So yeah, exactly. Fight, you know, so our superpower is I can go from, you know, where I'm literally needing subtitles because yeah. I'm not Jamaican. I'm like, rah. Okay, now let's go do a TED talk. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to speak to a FTSE 500 CEO who needs my advice. Mm. So I don't even have to do the, the young, you know, the braggadocious yes. thing. It's out of every fucking pore. Excuse my language. We're oh, no, you're, you're good. Yeah, so it's, no it's, and you're right. That's why I love where you guys are. Being, mm. And I love that because that wasn't there. About 10 years ago. For One second, I want to get at it. Oh, yeah, it wasn't for 10 years ago. People couldn't act that way. My mum's generation certainly oh. couldn't, couldn't act that way. To where black men, black women were allowed in jobs in the UK before black men. And now it's, now it, I don't even, if we ever get onto that topic, don't get me started. Oh, we're, we're, we're coming. Yeah. But if well, you're I'm black, you you're your professional <laughs> right now in the UK, what the F is going on? Mm. Crazy, sorry. I'm going to land the plane there, Ade, come into the conversation. You've heard a lot, and I've seen you pondering a lot. So <laughs> Really? Do what I look you... like I'm Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Oh, I'm, I'm taking away everyone's saying. Yeah. And it sounds like the yes is the same as the no. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's absolutely. what you're going to say, right? Absolutely. It just, it's perspective. Um, and so a lot, a lot of my passions are around, I guess... There's a maybe a little shift of generations. I can see like a few. We're talking about oh, my experience, your experience. Um, when I got into the working world, didn't see anyone that looked at me. Sometimes I still don't. Okay, and that can be soul crushing because in 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 maybe from 15 to 20, you're you're doing identity search, yeah. right? And your immediate uh, environment that you're in can very much shape. What your identity is mm. to shape you into that braggadocious mm. kind of individual, mm-hmm. whereas you have others that maybe had the opportunity to go to maybe like a public school, and mm. their like, their story is completely different. Yes, right? but there is some consciousness that we need to have in terms <coughs> of getting into a space. So I always use this analogy: when you go to the swimming pool, you can't jump in with a tracksuit, and you can try. This is it, but it's not going to work. Right, come with shorts. But if you want to wear shorts with a bit, a bit of pink, you do your thing. <coughs> you want to come with shorts with a bit of green. Great analogy. Come with the right attire to the right environment mm. first, yeah. right? And then we can swim, right? And so I think there's a, there's a I mean, what I'm basically trying to say is above the agenda, there is a requirement for those who are going forward to look back and think about how they're going to open the door. Standard, 100%. That is my biggest passion. 100%. Right? Because for me, I don't want someone who's 10 years my junior to experience anything that I went through. Yes. So I'm going to give you the nuggets. 
Facts. Quickly, yeah. you're gonna learn from my mistakes. Facts. Yeah. Okay? But what I've experienced personally, and I won't generalize, is sometimes I've gone into the room, I'm like, raw, there is a black man here. No, Where no, no. No, I will say it for you. I think there's a generation of black people who have, like, criminally messed up the next generation. And it's criminal. I just think they were subservient, as opposed to... I don't feel like... I feel like at that point, it was every man for themselves. No, I'm talking about people who made it. Yeah, but... It, I'm talking about... Saying, I, I think you're right. Saying that once they made it, it was all just about them. Yeah. I, I experienced this in real time. As opposed to what Adi said. Adi's saying... <clears throat> Adi's like, it's not just me. I'm looking Back behind me to yeah, say yeah. everyone that comes, I'm going to make sure that I've stepped in the door and I've done it in a certain way so they feel more comfortable looking at... I, I'm not... Is that what you're saying? saying yeah. Let's, no, let's it's clear not that comfortable, up. not comfortable, it's you know what I mean? this generation talk again, right? Mm. So, I, I believe that I'm of age where, and my counterparts are also the same Brilliant. age, where we're like, no, yes. we're not going to... We're not going to let what we experience carry on. So the Brilliant. question is, what did you experience? Did you experience a generation before you closing the door? That's um, the question. They didn't have the door to close. Okay. Oh, wow. No, but even, even where they have walked through the door, they haven't necessarily... Like, I guess the difference I would see is that now, me, people at my level now, we do a lot of work with the people coming. Mm. I mentor... One of the people I mentored it was on The Apprentice this season. I mentor so many... Before the pandemic, I had more mentors than I had time. Because I'm like... I've learned all this stuff. I, I, I had to cut my hair. You don't need to cut your hair. I tell all of them, you don't need to cut exactly. your hair. You need to know that you can bring all of yourself from day one and just shape it from day one. Yep. But that's, that's me pushing it, pushing it. The people above us, nobody. I, all my, when, I, when I got into finance, all my mentors were white. All the people that were mentoring me were white. Now we have a whole program of black senior people, like a hundred that are ready and willing to mentor. That's the, I think that's the difference. So can I just... First of all, I want to get you in the conversation, Carl, yes. uh, because we've gone around, there's lots of perspectives, and it's important for us to hear your perspective. So you've heard, you've heard uh, some shade to your generation, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just make it plain. <laughs> I'm messing with you. He's, he's not, he's not the case study. No. This, is, this is younger than me. Well, this is why Carl is around the table, because I, I, I can say that he is not that way. He no. is also somebody who heavily mentors. So yeah. Yeah. Carl will be the that. antithesis of what we're yeah. talking about, but from an observation perspective. Because we're having a community conversation. Mm-hmm. If it was just based on our personal experience, then why are we having a conversation, right? Mm. So... First of all, just your reactions from what you've heard around the table. And then secondly, drawing in the point that Ade uh, just made around generations, and Kwesi made the same point around that generational mindset and the mentoring of the generations after. And Michael was just like, well, this is how I started, so let's go. <laughs> What's your thoughts? I think the first thing is that um, the thing about having, again, I use the word, a community responsibility. So... Whatever I do in, in my business, however I conduct myself, wherever I go, I don't feel that I'm just representing Carl Williams. I don't just believe I'm representing Unique Salon. I believe that I'm representing my community. That's the first thing. And so I have to lead, literally, by example. Um, and when I do my mentoring, just like you said, Crazy, it's about empowering these young men to know that they are better than what they think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this, this phrase that I said to him. I said, you are what you think. But you're not who you think you are. Respect. Yeah. Because that's it. It it's all starts in the mind. How whatever whatever we do, even us just being here, it started with a thought. Oh, do I really want to go and do that? 
know, don't want to put myself up for to, to be quizzed on, <laughs> on, 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 on a live podcast. It's a, it's a thought. Everything starts with a thought. So we have to get people to think correctly about themselves, about their responsibilities, about their communities, about their families. And I think that's where we start. So that whole idea of, you know, opening the door and looking back is the key to it all. And uh, so, I'm sorry. No, 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 I think that's the key. I, I was almost going to clap for you, I realised. We're not church. That's actually the key, the key to it. The key to everything that we're talking about here is not what we do as individuals, is what do we do for our, uh, in our, our community. Is, Michael, were you going to say something? I just no, 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 no. Okay, so we're having a community-focused conversation mm-hmm. and what we all need to do for each other. Mm-hmm. And... One of the things is obviously mentoring, yeah. ensuring that we, what would I say, behave, approach things appropriately, however you define that. Uh, because there is two perspectives here. There is the perspective of I'm going to show up as I am in the fullness of who I am anytime I choose. And there is a perspective of I'm going to be strategic about when I implement that and how I move because I know the weight that I also carry. Mm-hmm. It's ironic that you talked about MLK because for every MLK there was a Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. were right. Mm-hmm. Both were required. Mm-hmm. And it was about the context for which, thank you very much, the context for which it was deployed. Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You can also subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to follow, turn on your notifications and looking forward to the next time we break bread together.